Yeah, I think five is right for Marlon Vera. I think I would pick him against Sandhagen or Aldo. I, I don't know about Dillashaw, Jan, or Sterling. But Fun? Yeah, no, no, Marlon Vera. Yeah, okay. I'd pick him against the two guys ahead of him. The other three, I don't know, but. Sure. Seems and- like Vera, Sandhagen is a good, like, September fight. I'm interested. Yeah. Can you call Dana? Can we get him on the show and see what he thinks about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking illegal. And we'll get him on next week. Oh, perfect. Hey, you know why I love MMA so much? It's pretty neat. That is 100% true, but it's also because it brings us together. It did. You know what? <laughs> violence really does bring people together. Yes. Let's get back to violence. A good evening to you, sir. Indubitably seems like the right thing to say there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm dying to know how your duck eggs turned out. <laughs> Did you eat something that was not pond flavored? <laughs> yes. I did. And uh, I, I made... Was it the uh, cake? I made the spaghetti. Did I tell you about the spaghetti? I don't recall a spaghetti being. Okay. So a spaghetti, uh, I make a world-class spaghetti. It's important for you to know that. I believe it. And uh, specifically the sauce. Mm-hmm. And well, that's uh, the, that is the spaghetti. Agreed. Agreed. Well, the noodles are yeah, important. Yeah, that's true. Um, Can't go wrong with is, some barilla. <laughs> <laughs> The point is, uh, the you know, okay, so I fried the duck egg, put it on top, and the the yolk on said spaghetti noodles, which is a little bit redundant because the noodles are what the spaghetti is called. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> was was fine. Okay, right. The yolk on the on the noodles was fine. It worked with the shallots and the garlic and and the rest of my hand crushed. That's right. Hand crushed. The San Marzano sauce that I make. Ooh. Uh, And then I tried to eat a little bit of the white of the duck egg and almost threw up and gave up on the whole thing. So the rest (laughs) of the eggs are going to be scrambled and fed to my dog. Dogs love pond water. Hey, who doesn't? It didn't taste like pond water. I'll say that. I think seafood's fucking disgusting. I mean, our primordial ancestors fled the ocean to get away from it. And okay. ducks are like one. They're, they're, if they spend another couple hundred thousand years on land and just become other chickens, then I'm, I'm, I'll be more interested in eating their eggs. I respectfully disagree. I love <laughs> food that comes from the ocean. I am not big on food that comes from freshwater. Really? Yeah, like you ever have like a crawfish? Although I know I think some of those are are saltwater. Um, mm, yeah, dis- I, disgusting. You know what? They're they're most seafood. I'm not a fan of. I don't understand people who eat sushi. Do you like sushi? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you like. Okay, you you have fine tastes. I don't. I like chicken nuggets, but I'm an adult, so they're. I boneless like chicken wings. nuggets too. <laughs> I'm an adult, so they're boneless wings um okay so <laughs> yeah uh, there are some seafoods that i like okay there are 
Where are you at on like a nice piece of salmon? Uh, you see, it would depend on available dipping sauce. Oh, you need a sauce. Okay. Unless somebody, you know, a good killer way to cook salmon. I've just never been a salmon fan. Okay. It's just smoked. Smoked salmon, cedar plank salmon, grilled like, salmon. Like we on a, we're stuck somewhere and you catch a salmon to feed us. Yeah. It would be tasty. Yes, so, it would. Okay. I believe you. I frankly haven't had salmon in a really long time. I used to like shark, but I couldn't tell you what kind. Okay. Now, I haven't eaten shark in quite a while. Hmm. Um, man, uh, it's been a bit. It's been a bit. I got into a, a habit of making ceviche. You know what ceviche is? I do. And I, I did get a, a cut of what was probably very good shark and from a local marketplace and uh, put it in there. And that was a mistake. It's way too meaty. Um, I have not had sharks since I'm an octopus fan. You ever had like grilled octopus? I have. Uh, and I loved calamari when I was a kid. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I grew out of the calamari. I started to not like it. Okay. Yeah. I like calamari. What about like a good old fish and chips? You know, I will get down on a good fish and chips. I'll get down on popcorn shrimp. Sure. Oh, yeah. Especially with like a Jack Daniels barbecue sauce. Oh, if they sell shrimp it at Fridays, is that was that a thing for a while? I think TGI Fridays? <laughs> TGI PNP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness it's uh, TPNP. TPNP. Yeah. The Pretty yeah. Neat Podcast. On a Tuesday, probably episode one of two this week, although I maybe just cursed it by saying that. Hey, regardless, it's been a year of making episodes with you as of this this week. That is actually, you know what? We should you should put in like a sound effect of us giving ourselves a round of applause. Hey, hey, wait, thanks. Hey, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. We, we, we appreciate it. You guys are great. We and wouldn't... do you know what? I so it's funny, I we're kind of renovating our backyard, and I was listening to last week's show while I was doing that yesterday and we're a lot better than we were when we started. I agree. And our picks are getting better. Are they? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but I'm trying to attract an audience. So. It would be funny <laughs> if it was like a running bit where we purposely got them wrong, but that is not what's going on. We're just bad. <laughs> yeah. We're it's the rough draft. It's, Kings. Yeah. Completely. It's called rough draft Kings for a reason. It's definitely unintentional. Yeah. Um, but we, uh, with, <laughs> well, no, I don't, I'm not done yet with mm -hmm. what we were talking about before. Uh, um, my cooking chops. Yeah. That's, that's good to hear. I'm bummed that it didn't turn into a cake. I, uh, I will say, um, there is still a part of me that wants to do that. I, the, the eggs are accessible anytime. Um, I think I told you my, my coworker has a farm and uh, yes, I could get more if I wanted to go down the cake route. So hmm. I made a, um, tonight we did a chicken Gordon blue. Oh yeah. Okay. Served on Texas toast. Nice. Because Texas. Yes. 
and uh, did some uh, seasoned tots with it. Okay. Salad. Good times. All right. Good times. I conferred with the missus. Mm-hmm. And she's in agreement with you that Link from The Legend of Zelda has autism. <laughs> no, she's a smart lady. Uh, not a friend of the show. <laughs> nor, nor is mine or Ryan's for that matter. Um, yeah, I think he does. I think it's fair. And you know what? He's nonverbal, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, he also tends to jump to violence when it comes to solving problems. Yes. That's not to say all autistic people do, but nope. some younger kids do. Yes. We never touched on the fact that he's a musical savant. Yes, he is. That, yes, can, that basically is. learns entire symphonies to play on his ocarina after one listen. And some would say with a simple push of a button. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> I'm a fan of Derek Paravicini. And if you're not a Derek Paravicini fan, I suggest you go on YouTube and search Autistic Pianist. And you will find Derek Paravicini. He's also blind. Okay. He's fucking oh, brilliant. He's, he's local to me here. Yes. He may be. I believe uh, he's he originally is. from the UK. Okay, then no, that's um, not what I'm thinking of. Yeah, uh, uh, we are, and I should note, I, I, I don't think that that segment, if you, if we can loosely use that term, uh, came off as insensitive. <laughs> we are, and and I mean this, you and I both, big fans and friends of the autistic community. Oh yeah, we are. It it is with love. We are not making fun of them absolutely not we it's one of the things where in reading more about your potential dissertation into the uh capabilities of a fictional character i read a lot a line about how there's like a big community of people that a believe what we're discussing is that b, true yeah b okay i had no idea B, support what we're discussing. Fantastic. And C, there's like this small gra- like base of people that are like, no, no, he had a throat injury and that's why he doesn't talk. But they're, that's like the only thing they don't talk about. And in reality, I think that they are pushing back on the fact that Nintendo is more progressive uh, than uh, other people have given them credit for, I guess. Okay. And um we are two here on the Pretty Podcast. So. Apparently. <laughs> we did a whole thing on which uh which which how uh hetero life mate from fucking full house pounded more snatch in the early 90s. So <laughs> that is more offensive if you ask me. <laughs> and any one of Bob Saget's real stand-up jokes is more offensive than anything that has been on this show that is correct in the history in the one-year history of the pnp that has not happened nothing as dirty as a bob saget joke bob saget we hardly knew ye yep that's not actually true you were in our hearts and minds for damn near 40 years yeah i digress yeah what uh uh Let's uh, let's touchy on Andre yeah. touchy feely in okay. the uh, you know what's coming next. I was super bummed that Andre feely got knocked out in forty one seconds. 
Um, he got touchied and it didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any did you like have any big hoorays from from I mean Marlon Cheeto Vera looks pretty good. Oh my gosh. He's a good fighter. He's made of metal. Now he's made of unobtainium. So so him is unobtainium very difficult to <laughs> obtain. Uh he so he basically flip-flops with Rob Font. In the um, ring. I think yeah. yeah, I think he was eight before he Font is seven now and Marlon is five. That's probably correct. I guess the guy that doesn't fit in the bantamweight rankings is Jose Aldo, but I'm not going to argue it too much. Um, no. Last week, we kind of touched on the idea that maybe Font's victory over Cody Garbrandt was not as impressive. That's uh, true. With, with some months of distance. Mm-hmm. When was that fight? Uh, well, Rob Font. Okay. May 22nd, 2021. So almost a year ago. Um, it, it in the moment felt very impressive and kind of like we talked about last week, maybe wasn't as impressive. Um, and that's no, no shot at Cody Garbrandt. We still love him. Oh, um, yeah. yeah, I think five is right for Marlon Vera. I think I would pick him against Sandhagen or Aldo. I, I don't know about Dillashaw, Jan or Sterling. But yeah, no, no, Marlon Vera. Yeah. Okay. I'd pick him against the two guys ahead of him. The other three, I don't know. Sure. Seems and, like Vera Santagen is a good like September fight. I'm interested. Yeah. Can you call Dana? Can we get him on the show and see what he thinks about that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking illegal. And we'll get him on next week. Oh, perfect. Yeah. But he's uh because I mean, first we have to talk to Andre Arlovsky and, yeah. and Jake Collier. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dave Collier's cousin. Probably. Uh, that was a, a funky fight, man. Uh, I don't know if you remember it, but Andre Arlovsky won by split. He won 30 to 27 for Arlovsky, 29-28-29-28 for Collier. So two judges gave Wait, what? Co- two judges gave Jake the fight two out of three rounds but one judge gave arlovsky all three rounds so he won fifth with on points <laughs> uh yeah I, uh, I did not know that yeah i think what are you asking me well and jake won in my opinion he did okay. win the fight i do mm-hmm. think that he did enough to win the fight um and uh, there were a lot of fanboys in the crowd. And I got to tell you, I don't really like the people who attend at the Apex anymore. <laughs> Why? They just say, oh, my, they're like, they were cheering like, like this was an amazing win. But really, even Arlovsky's head coach told ESPN that he did not think he won. Like he, like Arlovsky's coach thought Jake got robbed. What do you what do you get for the ticket package to one of these at the Apex? What's included? Do we know? 
I know that there's like a VIP lounge. You meet fighters. Is it effectively an open bar? Is it all the howler head you can drink? Oh boy. Like the banana one? Yeah. That's the Dana White. Mm hmm. And and listen, as flavored whiskeys go, Howlerhead is fucking great. So, yeah. Hey, the only. Oh, I guess I'm asking because maybe that's why the crowd is so rowdy. By the time it's the, you know, the <laughs> second to last card on the fight, they're just fucking tanked. That's very possible. That's very possible. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I wanted to see if we could get some tickets to Blachowicz and Ratchik at the Apex. Uh, oh, look at that! Experience is available. So let's 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 figure this out. Yeah, let's pr- let's plan a a a, a bromantic evening. Who would you rather go see? Ah, we got we got options. Okay, our tickets are starting at seventeen hundred bucks. Okay, to see Blachowicz. All we inclusive got- hospitality. So there it is. Yeah, there you go. Ah, you can go to Holly Home and Viera on May 21st. Weird to me that that's more expensive than the other three. Really? Or other two. I guess that's true, but you don't think Volkov and Rosenstruck would would draw that much? No. Hmm. So click on more details. Uh, Which fight now? Just any of them. Uh, Red Carpet Arrival. Okay. On-site UFC VIP concierge staff and dedicated in-seat servers. So oh. all the thing I was looking for was that all-inclusive hospitality, right? So they're telling us, hey, the alcohol is free-flowing. <laughs> and they're also telling us that they bring it to us. And they'll bring it to you. Now, I have driven by the UFC complex off of the freeway there in the great state of Nevada. It's not far from the Strip. It's an easy Uber ride. Not too bad. Yep, there it is right there. Open bar and buffet. You know what? That's not a bad price for a fucking blast of an evening. I (laughs) kind of agree with you. I got to say, it's less than 70 tickets available, right? That's so awesome. Private hospitality lounge with buffet and open bar, in-seat beverage service. You get an official framed plaque souvenir ticket and a piece of the mat from the night. And Uh, you get to get in there and get a picture. After the man. And you know you're meeting a whole bunch of people. I mean. 3,500 bucks for two. That's. Well, I mean, we got it. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. I was thinking. I mean, hey, to me, that's like a little, a little more compelling than like a standard pay-per-view seat. Yeah. Right. Like Like you'd rather go to an Apex event and be a VIP than go to a big ass pay-per-view at T-Mobile and sit in the second level (laughs) i guess it depends on the card and the price because you know international fight week july 2nd give me the nosebleeds at t-mobile but sure ah, that's that's not a bad package they put together Uh, 
And you look at that too, like $4,300 if you want to see Volkov and Rosenstrick. And that's two heavyweights. Yeah. Like getting getting to watch two heavyweights from basically a high school gym sized venue. Pretty much. Whoo! Whoo! And you can get there for the first prelim, I'm sure, right? Oh, yeah. I would be, I want every single moment of that. I mean, like five hours of open bar is a. (laughs) (laughs) That's fucking illegal. (laughs) I didn't consider that. It's. I mean. <laughs> I'll take care of you, bud. You know I don't drink that much. It's a long night. <laughs> it's know? a long night. I'll just hope the Diaz brothers to keep me company. Or maybe you get to see like I, I've seen celebrities <laughs> kind of sitting in those couches before. I think it'd be a cool experience for sure. Well, that was a fun re recap. Okay. Uh, did you did you have any takeaways from that fight night? Font used the jab exactly like I thought he was going to, and I mean he practically used it in a record-setting fashion just like he did with Garbrandt but I thought Cheeto was going to counter that with some some effective ground game okay. I did not think he was going to block and parry and fucking rope-a-dope he looked very complete yeah he did he looked like a like a Muay Thai kickboxer yeah with how he was blocking with his knees. Where is he from? Bolivia? Colombia? Ecuador? Ecuador. 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 Yeah. But as far as I'm concerned, he's from the backlog of Pretty Neat Podcast friends and family. Yes, that yeah. is correct. Yeah. Uh, but really, in terms of implications, I, I really like Cheeto. I do. Yeah, I do too. I think Marab is going to fight Cruz soon. Okay. Uh, and I'm interested in how that goes. Uh, but what's funky is Marab and Aljamain are teammates and won't fight each other. So I am curious if Aljo can actually manage to stay at the top long enough for Marab to climb that high, which he's going to. I wonder what will happen. Hmm. Maybe we get a different version of a of a Colby Covington, Jorge Masvidal situation. So, uh, and you know, now that we're talking, apparently Colby has a brain injury. Did you hear this? <laughs> this is before he got hit, correct? Well, that's the obvious joke, right? Is that yeah, he does have a brain injury anyway. What does that have to do with what we're talking about? Um, I don't. That is a little too easy for me, so I'm not going to go to that. But I did see. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. ESPN, ESPN has it. Jorge Masvidal accused of giving Colby Covington a brain injury during attack, given a stay away order. Doesn't yeah. say what the brain injury is or the severity of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious how they're going to prove that it was that and not sparring or. Or the, the general- many, many years of cage fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Like, are yeah. they going to say that Masvidal gave him freaking CTE in the right. one attack? Sorry, I wanted to find. There was like a TMZ uh, thing of Colby's like face. Anyway. Well, meh. 
Colby had $15,000 worth of damage to his $90,000 Rolex and also suffered a broken tooth. <laughs> um, Pro- first world problems of a professional prize fighter. Masvidal said, <laughs> you talk that shit, you got to back it up. That's how my city rolls, man. Um, okay. I mean... I wouldn't say Miami is known for their violence in the way that like Los Angeles, Chicago, Detroit, St. Louis is. Okay. Yeah. Although I know there's a a decent sized backyard fighting scene in Miami, I suppose. I don't really know what to make of this. The whole thing is a bummer. It is. I hope he doesn't actually have a brain injury that that would, would suck. Imagine being a professional cage fighter and not sustaining a brain injury and then getting one that way. Yeah, well, like Drakkar Close and uh, what's his nuts who pushed him? Mm-hmm. Jeremy Stevens pushed yeah. him and caused whiplash, and he had a neck injury. He was out for almost a year. Yep. Serious. Yeah. Uh, is Jorge out? I don't. I don't know. It kind of seems like they are going to slow play this, and them them being the UFC, kind of slow play it and see what happens legally before they. They do too much. We know they just gave Kobe a boatload of money or uh, Jorge a boatload of money. So, yeah. Well, they didn't kick Connor out. We threw a dolly at a busload of USC champions. So, you mean when? Yeah. Again, I think that was performance <laughs> art, but whatever. Um, other other takeaways. I'm, I I actually do want to talk to you today about. Um, embedded if you've seen the first two episodes i have do you do you like it so far i do i do too i'm kind of into this this week's run so far and i haven't always been yeah and the re-recap is the recap of events and the recaps of events so embedded i believe counts as a recap since it was events that already happened yeah uh i've been watching that i watched ufc countdown I've been watching The Road to Gold on okay. Justin Gaethje's channel. Sure. Um, and uh, I love this embedded. Yes. Totally. And, and you know what? It helps that it's just a good card. It really does. Um, what do you make of this Carla Esparza getting married a week after? Yeah, in like a hexagon, not an octagon yeah. shaped archway because <laughs> of copyrights. So please ES- don't look at the logo for our podcast. Right. Yeah, please don't. ESPN. It's a stop sign. Stop and listen to our podcast. <sighs> or you can push play and just turn the volume down. That's fine, too. <laughs> um, uh, Carla, so getting married a week after the fight with Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, she is marrying a man, I believe. So I'm reading this from ESPN. Uh also a, man, a fighter, correct? No, uh, Matthew Lamelli. He okay. is a doctor or a practicing physician. Okay. Um, he considers himself a private person. This is what it says. Uh, shout out to my, my my Shark Tank stands out there. Yeah, I said it. He didn't know what he was signing up for initially when he reached out to a potential match on the Coffee Meets Bagel dating app in 2020, which was on Shark Tank. Okay. Props to Shark Tanks. Get out of sharp Mark Cuban. And then he says, usually, this is a quote from him that ESPN has. 
Usually I would do some research, make sure I'm not going to get murdered in a dark alley or something, Lamelli joked. The one time I didn't look someone up and make sure it would be safe, it was the one time I actually could have gotten beat up. <laughs> and that is how he met Carla Esparza, who simply listed herself as a professional athlete. <laughs> they connected over a desire to go to Bora Bora. Uh, you know what? I'm all for it. Um, they were, oh, look at that. They were at the Honda Center uh, for 270. So were we. Oh. Shout out to them. Uh, oh, here's there's a picture of them with Chuck Liddell. Nobody can argue that the Pretty Neat podcast doesn't bring people together. If Listen, if you said that it doesn't bring people together, you'd be lying. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm All happy right. for her and for him. Yeah. And I hope they have a long and happy marriage. I like Carla Esparza. And I have, based on Embedded, she had Cookie Monster pants on. Now, I'm not a Sesame Street guy, but I like anyone who doesn't take themselves too seriously. Sure. And uh, it's a great I, nickname. It is a great nickname. I think she's going to win. Is that a pick? And I here's the no, because okay. I always get my picks wrong. Um, I want her to win, though. I will say that. Okay. Well, there's a lot of MMA this week. And which is, which is pretty neat. Which is pretty neat. And I'm gonna I'm gonna play the song. And now it's time for the pretty neat podcast pick. Pick, 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 like shades of Tom Haverford and John Ralphio Saperstein. <laughs> like it was great. Yeah. yeah. I could hear, I could hear it. <laughs> or or at least the dance for sure. You uh you you know, we'd already jumped into Nami Yunas and mm-hmm. uh Esparza too. Uh I uh after watching uh Megan O'Levy's interview with Rose Nami Yunus saying shout out Megan O'Levy, because like her interview with her and Justin Gaethje fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And um uh we we talked about how it depends on the night when how her brain is when she gets there and i can't tell the difference between when rose is confident and when rose is comfortable i don't think there is one yeah and i think that's a problem yep um and i think she's confusing the two but on Embedded, Carla talked about how um, she had to go back to like her roots to uh, see to like match how Rose has evolved, and um, really that kind of made me think about the fact that Esparza really has not evolved that much. Mm-hmm. She's just gotten better at what she already did, and I wonder if um, Rose has done the same and evolved. And uh, so I'm kind of wondering, I think I'm going to probably go with Rose. You you make a fair point. I really want, I would be super curious to hear Ryan's take on this one kind of post what we talked about last week and maybe with some embedded knowledge in there. I'll say this. um, Rose should win right on paper. She's more talented. She has the better coach, the better training staff. Um, Mm -hmm. 
and that's no shade at Carla Suarez's coach. He's just not Trevor Whitman. Um, yeah. Or Pat Barry. Right. So yeah. Rose has all the tools on the ground and on the feet to beat her, but the, yep. the, some would say the biggest tool may not be there. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. It's going to be an interesting fight. Yeah. The Rose dome, if it were. Yeah. I mean, Rose could literally fucking face kick her and that would be it. Yeah. And that can absolutely happen. Yes. As it, can. it has in the past. Yes, what a night for Trevor Whitman. If Saturday, May 7th comes to fruition because he coaches Gagey and Rose. Yeah. And Kamaru. And Kamaru, yeah. And he had uh he he had a night recently where all three of them fought, right? Uh was that the night? There there was I think it was when Usman was fighting. Um Maybe. when Gaethje fought Michael Chandler. Okay. I don't and know. And I I think Rose was on that fight too. Maybe it was. Maybe that was when she fought Zhang Wei Lee the second time and it went to what? decision. Was that that was that was UFC 268. Hmm. Yeah. Regard yeah, because it was it was Kamaru, Rose Nama Yunus, when she fought Zhang Weili and beat her by decision. And then the opening fight on that card, uh, the main card was Gaethje Chandler. Yeah. I that I wish I was Trevor Whitman, uh, first of all. I am trying to find his tattoos. Ah, uh, damn it. I didn't so, know he had any. So he does on a, so you'd have to go in and watch Justin Gaethje's podcast. Okay. Uh, or his YouTube channel, mm-hmm. uh, which is very much just 20 minute long episodes of embedded. And so they're just about him and just him. And they're equally as well produced. Okay. I have to say they're great. Um, but his back is covered in UFC belts. He gets tattooed belts for all of the champs that he gets. That's pretty cool. And it's like, it looks rad because it's somewhere between like old school and prison tattoo. Yeah. Okay. Like he doesn't go and get like a fancy artist to do another belt for him. He goes to the same guy who's only done black and white sailor jerry shit for the last 45 years okay and that's how he rewards himself every time he gets a new belt that's pretty cool yeah before we talk about the other main event and more of 274 there is bellator this week Mm -hmm. on thursday as well as pfl and your favorite american is coming in uh as well as a couple of other familiar faces like uh, PFL's headlined, of course, by Kayla Harrison and fighting poor, some poor unfortunate soul, uh, to quote Ursula, uh, Marina Maknakina, Maknakina, wow, Makna, Mak, not Mak, not gonna fight here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> that was a great office space. One reference. of them, someone is. Hey, it's just next one up to lose to Kayla, right? Let's be real. Yeah. I mean, you're, she's 12 and over versus six, two, like six and two. I mean, well, it's not even just that it's everything else about her. Yeah. But there are some other fun uh, fights coming up, you know, Ray Cooper, the third awesome. I think that if he wasn't in the UFC, he'd be a serious threat in the top 10. Okay. 
uh, Anthony Pettis coming back, Rory McDonald's fighting Brett Cooper, who looks like somewhere between Jesus and a homeless man. Yep. Um, and uh, a bunch of other player auto-generated characters as well. Yeah, as pretty much. <laughs> Magomed, Magomed Karadov. Yeah. Gleason Tebow is fighting, though. That's a name I haven't heard or said in a long time. Yep. Um, so, yeah, PFL should be pretty fun. Probably. Yeah. Regular season. And uh, we were talking about Miami backyard fighting and uh, Czech Congo Jr. <laughs> Love Czech Congo. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Ryan Masturbator, too. That's the best best nickname in the PNP universe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Yoel Romero is fighting. I mean, sure. like. And the, Alex Polizzi, who we have or have not seen in the UFC. I be- don't think so. Okay. But Lorenz Larkin, we have. Yeah. Why does uh, that Polizzi name seem so familiar? It really does. I'm going to look. Uh, but I wonder. Where uh uh Bellator 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 LFA 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 right, well. it could be the LFA days uh with uh fight pass you know kind of all gets mixed in yeah I wouldn't have been watching that but nice of you to say yeah but uh cool we get the Pettises we got a lot of old school yeah That's great Yoel Romero too yeah as far it, as old school yeah. So we should, I think we're ready to look at UFC 274. Okay. Yeah. (sighs) Top to bottom, this is going to be a fun card. Yes. You have a woman named Loopy coming in to fight a child who Who looks is is ripped. Fucking jacked. (laughs) Holy shit. What the hell? Where has Ariane Cornelosi been? 14 and 2, Brazil 5 2, 115. That she, cannot be her actual arm. That doesn't look real. 65% wins by TKO. Okay. Damn, she lands a lot. Dang, 4.26 strikes a minute. Uh, so I'm looking up some pictures of her. Got a set of arms on her. Yeah, she does. Oh, wow. It does look like she takes them to get them. Um, hmm. Gets hit a little bit. I'm not going to say the thing I'm thinking. <laughs> okay. That doesn't throw any shade in any directions. And Just can... so you know. Okay. I am thinking a thing that I am not going to say. Okay. It is important to me that you understand what I am alluding to. I'm not going to say it. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) But I'm thinking it. Well. And as, and I want to, I want to say this. I don't want. If Loopy Godinez is aware of. Whatever may or may not have occurred at some point in time and has agreed to this fight anyway, then that's fine with me. Mm-hmm. But if it, if it 
if the rest of it was not communicated, then I don't support it. Yeah. I wonder how many cups melted. Never mind. That's uh, not the thing I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, never mind. Are you thinking she goes skiing regularly? No. <laughs> what do you think? Okay. I'm thinking that... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Somehow, unless the UFC is still wrong with their website for she is the underdog, mm-hmm. um, according to this, I, I didn't. Did they fix the? I yes, they did fix Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson. Okay, um, I gotta say, I would probably give this one to Loopy if I uh, had seen it off the bat, only because I know her last fight. But this does not look like fun. Uh, the the arms, shoulder, and traps and abs of Ariane Carnelosi. Well, they're copied and pasted from Volkanovsky. I <laughs> I am thinking <laughs> maybe there's some excess testosterone in there. <laughs> If, is it naturally occurring? Maybe. Maybe. Could be. Well, the UFC is doing its part. I am curious about Tracy Cortez and Melissa Gatto, and I'm wondering why they're letting the ring girls fight each other. This, <laughs> this card, because these two women, I don't recall ever seeing fight in the UFC before. I also don't. Um, and they're fighting at huh 126 and a half 125 wow could you imagine being 10 fights in and having an average fight time of 15 minutes Cortez has fought Kish Egger and Mello and she is from Phoenix oh she trains at fight ready okay okay Um, so they're getting a local that makes sense yeah, more sense. Melissa those- Gatto, Eubanks, and Leonardo. And uh, I am only given the last names because I don't know their first names. I know Sajara Eubanks, but were those in the UFC? It appears to be, yes. Wow. Okay. So I'm just really out on it. When I mean, to- early prelims on a fight night type of thing, probably, right? Ah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And that comment about her being a ring girl was no slight against her. No. <laughs> Anywho, the prelims of UFC 274 from top to bottom are violence. Francisco Trinaldo, Danny Roberts, mm-hmm. uh, Blagoy Ivanov, and Roger- Marcos Rogerio de Lima, who's yeah. a hippopotamus. Yes. This is, I mean, that fight, Blagoy and Marcos is like watching a rhino fight a hippo. They're going to need to reinforce the beams underneath the cage. They are. A couple (laughs) of big boys there. Uh, Brandon Royval and Matt Schnell's going to be exciting. Flyweights are always so fast. Macy Not even the main fight on the undercard. No. We haven't even gotten there yet because that fight is going to be pretty excellent um 
I'm a fan of Randy Brown and Chaos Williams. And mm-hmm. then you have the the main prelim right now, which is Andre Fialo and Cameron Van Camp, which is a hilarious name. <laughs> yes. I wish his like middle name somehow or his nickname played on Cameron Van Camp. Cameron Van Camp looks like a guy who's really into like artisan coffee and organic farming and the benefits of CBD oil. Yes, he does. And his record is zero and zero. In his and So zero. why is this the main fight on the prelims? I think it has the to featured do featured prelim is what I'm looking for. Thank you. I think it's a deal they cut with Andre uh, here. Um, he, I don't know if you remember, like came in against Baeza here as an enormous underdog, like the biggest underdog on the night, Miguel Baeza, mm-hmm. and he destroyed him, like mechanically ripped him apart in four minutes and knocked him out yep and it was pretty beautiful and he put up a really great fight against uh michelle pajeda mm-hmm. you know the crazy fucker mm-hmm. uh he's also one of the very few if not the only portuguese fighter um he's just a machine he's one of those guys who's gonna go in there to kill the other guy and won't stop until that happens um but he does it very strategically and methodically. So I really do like watching him, and that will end in a finish, in my opinion. Okay. Um, but I am really curious about the uh, the no record on Cam Camden Bandon Camp. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It'll be interesting to see. Any prelims tickling your fancy? Uh, honestly, kind of all of them yeah it's it's really a good slate of prelims it is it is one i will be settling in to to watch on good old espn plus for sure Mm -hmm. me too maybe maybe with a glass of howler head in hand (laughs) sponsor the pretty neat podcast howler head come on the pretty neat podcast you've actually been on the show I've, i've consumed it many times on this on this particular program I was at uh, I was at the store the other day and I saw somebody in a very crisp looking Howler head shirt hmm. and I definitely wanted to approach them and be like, which show did you go to? Yeah. <laughs> which album, which UFC, which uh, UFC June 18th coming here to Austin. Yeah. Uh, in a relatively small venue. So okay. I'm pretty, pretty interested. You're going to go. I'll see how much tickets are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But if I had to guess nosebleeds at that that spot just based on the number of tickets will be available probably like 200 Eh, it depends on the card then i guess at that price um on that day and you know what i think it last week i said something about phoenix and my trip to phoenix and then i said something like if you guys are interested and it sounded like i was asking if you guys wanted to go to phoenix no i was i meant are you interested (laughs) in my story which the answer unequivocally should have been no, but that is what I meant. Um, and I think you said something similar to the two of us about going to Austin and I would, except I'm not going to, I'm going to be in beautiful central Florida on that day. Um, yep. 
Central Florida in June, literally nowhere nicer. I don't know if you knew that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I hope that it's a magical adventure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Before that happens, though, yes. uh, like you said, we're going to watch UFC 274 relaxing on the couch with some howler head. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that Lozon will will retire after this fight with Cerrone. Okay. Uh, I don't think that Cerrone will. Uh, I, don't, I also don't. But what do you think about Cerrone being the favorite? Um, Because he's coming off two losses. Mm-hmm. McGregor and Morono. Is there another one in there, too, that I'm not thinking about, too? Jeez. So Lozon is, has not fought since 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about Cowboy and his his record. Morono uh, Price, what happened against with Price? Oh, he lost oh. to Pettis. So yeah, and Gaethje, and for yeah, yeah. Oh, Cowboy. Yeah. So he beat Ally Quinta May of 2019, and then in succession, Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje, Conor McGregor. Anthony Pettis, or is that Sergio Pettis? That's Anthony. I know. Um, what <laughs> happened with this? Oh, that was this is on the Covington Woodley fight night. Nico Price. That was when his eye got all pumped up, wasn't it? Okay, so he lost but won. Yeah. So he he hasn't really won a fight since May 4th of 2019. And he has lost effectively anyway every fight since then one two three four five six fights in a row wow i don't know if he's going to win my only thing would be that he is the public name of those two okay and so vegas wants to bring money in on him they do not want to pay out if he happens to win. And they, they, I don't, Joe Lozon is just not a public name. Good call. Right? So yeah. Vegas is not stupid. They, they build those buildings for a reason. Um, <laughs> if he's actually the favorite, I don't know. Maybe they know something we don't. It seems unlikely, but I, I, I really, I really don't know because with um I don't know I don't recall his fight with Pierce but I didn't realize that uh that he was on a skid too. Jeez. Yeah, five or six fights. Hmm. Yeah, it's a weird one. I mean, a decent way to kick off the main card. Um Yeah. Two guys who desperately need a win, long name, long-time names in the UFC. Um I think you're right, though, about pulling in the 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 general betters, the public money. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. But I mean, I we just talked about two longtime names in the UFC. Speaking of, <laughs> and who's fighting right fucking after them? Yeah, Shogun and OSP. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? I don't really have an opinion on it. I I mean. Washed old, yes, yes, 
Have you heard about the idea of a legacy division? Oh, no, but that makes me sad. You really you don't like it? Maybe no, some heavier like gloves or modified rules? So OSP has not won a fight since he beat Oleksijek. Ooh, I couldn't even tell you. September 2019. Um, something with Ben Rothwell. That was on the Anthony Smith Glover Teixeira. Mm-hmm, I remember that. Um, why is there no decision on this? I don't remember what happened. There's just that many. <laughs> but it <laughs> does overtakes. seem that Ben Rothwell potentially won that fight, I, I suppose. I believe he did. Um, An OSP fight. Uh, anyway. Alonzo Menafield. Mm-hmm. There's also no official decision on that one. He lost to Jamal Hill. He lost to the Bulldozer. Um, oh, yeah, Tanner Bozer. Yeah, here's the thing with the legacy division. I guess this is kind of a legacy fight. So is the one before it. There's just not enough guys in different weight classes for it to work. Yeah. So you call. kind of you kind of unofficially have one when you put two fights like that on a card. And I'm for it. Like, there have been worse fights to lead off a main card. So... Yeah. Like, you know, if GSP wants to come back for a fight, you don't put him in there for the middleweight belt against Israel Adesanya. No. You know, you put him in there against, um, I don't know, Silva, if he comes back. (laughs) That's the fight we want to watch. Sure. (laughs) I can dream. I can dream. Mm -hmm. I can dream about Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson. So I just want to say. <laughs> why are you laughing at me? I'm not. I'm laughing at the fact that I told you I was going to dream about Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson. <laughs> I I just like Michael Chandler. Okay. Another good showing so far and embedded. Yeah. For him. Uh, again, as we have talked about. He never met a camera he didn't want to stand in front of. I like that about him. Um, He 100% when his UFC fighting career is over will be the third man in the booth with Rogan and Anik. Mm -hmm. He's built for that. Um, He still, he says he's got a lot to accomplish in the division. Um, Man, he, he fuck near beat Charles Oliveira for that belt. He, you know, if that first round is 10 seconds longer, it's not, and I understand, but if it's 10 seconds longer, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, and he, he had a war with Gaethje and a war with Gaethje. Yeah. And Um, Gaethje's fighting for the belt. Yeah. Same night. So I don't disagree with you. You know, Tony Ferguson has not looked good in a long time and Chandler has looked good even in his two losses. Yeah. Um, and don't forget, Charles Oliveira had his back, and Michael Chandler expertly defended it, truly mm-hmm. expertly defended it. So, he, yeah, it's two losses, but it's not two losses. No, not all losses are equal, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I, I you know, and uh, the, you know, the inverse of that is we've seen Tony Ferguson just get annihilated a few times. And so I think Chandler knocks him out. I think it's probably inside of, I think it's under three. 
maybe he stops him halfway through the third. I don't think it goes to the cards. Um, He's just in, he just has those freak genetics, man. He's just in such good shape. Not that Tony's not, but. What does this fight look like if it goes to the ground? Do you think Chandler just gets up? Yes. I kind of do too, based on the last couple of fights. Yeah. And I think he's, I think he's probably faster than Tony. Yeah. 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 So unless Tony's out there style can manage to grab a hold of something. I think, I think you're probably spot on with a third round finish. If it went to a decision, I have to imagine Chandler dominates Tony, but that's me. Yeah. And I suppose there's something to be said for maybe Chandler just sort of picking him apart and, but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. I suppose anything can happen. It's still Tony Ferguson, but. Yeah. But I'm pretty, I'm leaning there right with you with, with Michael Chandler. I, I'm really curious as to what our third will think. Hopefully we'll have the chance to talk to him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, by tomorrow. Uh, we already talked about Rose and Carla. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> If this goes all five rounds, I would I would think it's because Carla's pressure is enough. But I do think that Rose will have enough tricks on the ground this time around to not get rear naked choked um, and potentially turn some ground and pound against Carla. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm going to stick with Rose. I'm going to stick with Rose. I want to stick with Thug Rose. Uh, probably by decision. I think she's going to stuff takedowns, work her way out, and pose a greater threat standing. Okay. That's where I'm at. I'm not going to argue with you. I don't know. And... Yeah. Yeah. We're sharing. We're not arguing. Yeah. It's a pretty neat podcast. Now the pretty neat arguments show. But we can. That's for sure. Yeah. Are we going to argue over Oliveira and Justin Gaethje? Because that's the main event. I'm not going to argue. I don't have anything to argue about. What are you hoping to see in this fight? Uh, Define hoping. What do you want to see happen on Saturday? I would like to see Charles submit him inside of the first half of the fight. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying I think that's going to happen. I'm saying I'd like to see it. Yeah, Charles is growing on me as a champ. But I have a soft spot for Gaethje, so I would really be happy with either one of them as the champ. Okay. Um, how old is Justin Gaethje? Is he like 31? 31? Oh, he's 33. Okay. Oliveira? Uh, I want to say 31, maybe 32. Okay. Charles Oliveira is 32. Um, so we've gotten a lot of Gaethje so far in the first two embedded, and he's doing his own uh, road to gold, they call it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. 
Justin Gaethje could win. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not going to pick him. I'll, I'll tell you that. I really I will. I will. Yeah, I will default to the champ here. Um, the incumbent, if you will. Uh, I just think he has too much, and I think. So it's truly, he's pretty undisputed then in your mind with this yeah. one. Yeah. I'm uh he has now 83% of his wins are by knockout. And I do think that's how it's going to happen if it happens. Um, and you know what? As I'm looking at these advanced stats, you know, I love these advanced stats. Here's something though. Justin Gaethje gets hit. He does. Um, but he has a 73% takedown defense yeah it's pretty good he's a an incredible wrestler yeah they say that and he has no takedowns in the ufc yeah he's never had to use it he just stops people so he can knock them out okay it was actually very interesting listening to him talk to megan olivia about that very thing because they interviewed him in his old uh college uh uh wrestling room and uh we're talking about how he didn't know what he was going to do and uh, it, it was fighting, you know, he just decided one day that he was going to take his wrestling into the, the next place that made sense to him. And mm-hmm. that was in a cage and it worked out. He just started knocking people out and didn't need to wrestle. He found that he had the power to just knock him out, not have, yeah, he could defend. <laughs> Nobody was going to wrestle him, out wrestle him. So I don't, I don't know if uh, going to the ground, going to the ground is like the best thing Charles could do to win, in my opinion, right? And Gaethje's been finished before. Um, I wonder how much luck Charles is going to have getting there because he got, he gets people there by catching them with a good, with a good punch. Mm-hmm. And Gaethje gets hit, like you said, but Chandler caught him a bunch of times. <laughs> True. And he ate it for three rounds. True. And I mean, he beat the shit out of Tony Ferguson for four and a half rounds. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from Justin Gaethje. He could win. He looks like he's in great shape. He really does. Um, And it's Whitman, like we were saying. Trevor Whitman's a good coach. The best coach. Um. I keep on replaying Oliveira's first round with Chandler in my mind and how close it was to getting stopped. Like you were talking about Mm -hmm. 10 seconds more and Chandler's the champ Mm -hmm. and Gaethje's going to have the restraint uh, that I think he's going to need. Okay. Um. I think he's going to stuff the takedown and he's going to look for a counter left. And I think one of them is going to completely put out Oliveira. Like, he certainly could. Asleep. Asleep. So Dustin Poirier, um, we, we would be remiss to be talking about this group of fighters and not at least mention him. Right, because it was yeah. not long ago that he was the absolute talk of the town. Yeah. Um, apparently, 
he says on Twitter just the other day that he probably will fight the winner of Chandler Ferguson. Okay. And I think that's the right move. I think so. And then the winner of that gets a shot at the title. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think McGregor is going to come back at lightweight. You don't think so? Nah. He okay. looks so big recently. Okay. There was some sort of leak supposedly today of like a summer schedule. <sighs> yeah. Um, I didn't look at it. I don't want to look at it. I don't like leaks and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather. Yeah, I'm not into that. Uh, but I like Dustin's mind. I like where he's at there. Was was Connor on the leaked card? Is that the deal? There was uh, some speculation. Yeah. That's, well, we, I don't want to look it up. I don't want to. I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> trend in leaks, right? He's been most recently seen driving around this fucking ridiculous Lamborghini boat that he has. <laughs> yeah. um, <sighs> yeah, Connor looks big physically. I love Connor McGregor. We all know it. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. What if he ended up, what if they liked put him with fucking like Kamzat or something at welterweight? Whoa. Well, so let's say he goes to welterweight. What's, what do you want to see him do first? Who do you want to see him fight? I mean, I would really love to see him. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry. I would really like to see him fight. Um, Diaz again? Mm, not interested. Hmm. So I believe do you I, I think I saw a headline and I kept scrolling because I didn't want to know. I believe the leak is Connor Michael Chiesa. That would be a fun fight. It would be a fun fight. I I hope that Connor knows he's got to get a win hmm to be taken seriously again and so you can't i mean you cannot get in there with kamaru usman or kobe covington mm-hmm. you're taking a real chance if you get in there with hamzad or gilbert burns right like yeah you're just you're putting you're chancing a lot of stuff give him wonder boy give him jorge give him neil magni give him kieza he's got a shot right so yeah. and kieza i think is a more talented martial artist but your hatred of Conor McGregor is ludicrous. <laughs> it's it is pretty ludicrous. It's On not what a, grounds would you say that he is a more talented martial artist? Michael Chiesa over has, Conor McGregor. He has more wins and by different variety of methods. He has more wins than Conor McGregor. You're sure about that? I'm pretty sure. I respect his analysis more. He's also a friend of the podcast. He is a friend of the podcast. So. <laughs> Kieza is 18 and six. Connor is 22 and six. You fuck. Okay. Um, so he's won four more fights. He has 11 by submission, seven by decision. Connor has 19 by knockout, one sub, and I guess two decisions. I'm not sure. Um, let's, let's be easy on the Michael Kieza is a more skilled martial artist. I like Michael Kieza, friend of the show. Um, Who's won more fights in the last five years? 
I, I don't know. Michael Kias is the answer. Are you sure? Yes. Okay, even still. <laughs> it, that's not really that important. I don't I can't see of the names you listed where he could come back. Michael Chiesa is actually older than Conor I, McGregor. I, I think he would have the most trouble with Michael Chiesa. Chiesa has a much better tiger tattoo. I'll give him that. Um, <laughs> I, I, you need to be careful with saying he's a more skilled martial artist. Connor is an expert striker. He's a phenomenal defensive fighter. He damn near submitted fucking uh, Dustin Poirier. He's the only guy we're sure won a round against uh, Kebab. So just just be easy with the whole Michael Chiesa is a better martial artist. That's all I'm going to say. He won a round against Kebab. Yeah, I'm, he beat him in the, it was either the second or the third round. Absolutely he did. No, mm-hmm. he didn't win a round. No, yes, he, he definitely didn't. did. Are you sure? Absolutely, I am. That's great. Also, I'm pretty confident that the one of the rumors was Kamzat Diaz. Oh, I'm I, even less inter- less interested in that. Yeah, because that's just watching Diaz get bubbled. <laughs> who 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 would want to see that? Yeah, I don't know. Let's I don't see. Know why Connor won the. third round against kebab mm-hmm. i am shook that's fucking illegal that's and he got subbed in the fourth but he he won the third round okay. he doubled him up in significant strikes wow oh he got rocked in that round yeah mm-hmm. pretty early he caught him hmm. this is pretty much the only guy to ever do that well that was five years ago. More significant strikes from a <laughs> distance and from the clinch. The only edge Khabib had was on the ground. So. I would still pick Kiesa. Okay. And it's because you hate <laughs> Connor and I get it. Um, I don't. No, it's fine. I don't. He's just overrated as a fighter. That's fine. This was a wild main card. Are you ready for this? So this is October 6, 2018. The first fight on the main card, Michelle Watterson and Felice Herrig. Okay. Okay. Then Derek Lewis, Alexander Volkov. 12 seconds from out of nowhere. Yep. Then OSP Dominic Reyes at light heavyweight. Wow. Set up Reyes fighting John Jones. Yep. Then Tony Ferguson, Anthony Pettis, which won fight of the night. Yeah. That was a violent fight. Then Khabib and Connor. Uh, Sergio Pettis, also, and Vicente Luque, and Aspen Ladd on the prelims. Early prelims, not as much. Um, what would this have been? 206, 208? Uh, this was UFC 229. 229. Damn. That was right after Till beat. No, that was right after Tyron Woodley beat Darren Till. Weird. Cool. Sorry. Random. Uh, shit. Anyway, I'm pretty sure the headline <laughs> said McGregor key as a, that's interesting for sure. Um, it is. And, in any, and however you feel about it, somewhere between that seven to 15 rank, 
in the welterweight division is where Connor needs to start out if that's where he's going to fight. Um, and if the UFC wants to give him a belt, they should make a 165. <laughs> you think there should be so then you move 170 to 175? Uh huh. And then you move middleweight to one is already 185. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'd throw that in there. You make it an inaugural belt and you can do Connor Dustin three. Uh, wait. Yeah. Connor Dustin three. Connor Dustin four. It would be four. Uh Shit. Um, yeah, there'd be a lot of talent in that weight class. Yes. So maybe if they really want to throw Connor back into the belt picture at any weight class, I would, I would start there. (laughs) I mean, he definitely is not beating Kamaru Usman. Yeah, yeah, he's not. Shit, make, it, make it another ultimate fighter season. Have him coach against somebody else who's going to be against the... The reason that's not going to happen is they will not pay him enough money to do it. Oh, man, that's so true. Speaking of tough, did you see Juliana Pena said that she was surprised at how much of a, how much of a diva Amanda Nunez was during the filming of... Is it is it tough thirty one that we're about yeah. to have? Uh huh. You see that? I did not. Yeah. Let me see if I can find this. Why does um, this not surprise me? I, I like it. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. Uh, or is it thirty? No, it's it's Ultimate Fighter thirty. Team Pena versus Team Nunez, which I think debuts today. Is that right? It may. It's either today or this week. But I do think maybe it was the same interview when she talked about how Amanda basically just, I mean, ever since Pena won the Ultimate Fighter, has ditched fighting her. In some way, I mean, ditched is the term Juliana Pena used. Mm -hmm. Uh, So maybe we'll say avoided. But um, I'm curious about it. I think think Amanda's going to take the belt back. I do too. I, I, really I actually do. could see a situation where she kind of starches her. Yeah, first round. Like, nope, I just did the last time. Like so she, like she it. almost did in their first fight, yeah. or their last fight, rather. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It would be interesting to see. So that'll probably be what, like fall. I believe so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. End of summer. September, maybe. Yeah. I'd love it. Uh, I don't have any. I think you're pretty neat, but I respect your distance awards this week. I don't either. Um, So I I also, did you notice the other guy in Michael Chandler's camp was uh, uh, Kamaru Usman? Yeah. Which is weird because, so he just, he splits his time between Florida and Denver then. Because Trevor Whitman is is in Colorado. You're talking about Gaethje's camp. No, no. Kamaru Usman was at Sanford MMA with Michael Chandler. Was he? Yeah, that was in episode two. There was a whole segment of them together. Maybe I, I, I feel like I got sucked into <laughs> Kamaru and Gaethje watching fights together. Maybe that was on something else. Huh, really? Yeah. That's surprising to me, but also not. Okay. What, I, what does that change for you? I don't know. It's just Kamaru Usman Jim, I'm pretty sure is Sanford MMA. Yeah, Sanford MMA. Oh, 
Is Kamaru Usman not a Trevor Whitman guy? I feel like he is for striking. I'm pretty positive he is. I think he is too. Yeah, yeah. Trevor Whitman. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, for just for striking, I guess. But no, Kamaru trains at Sanford MMA because he's he like is moving around with Michael Chandler and Usman's throwing him and Ari rolls at him and Chandler's like stepping around him and stuff. Yeah. Well, I that well, you know what? Fucking Trevor Whitman gets the award this week. Hey. <laughs> Well, that was easy. On the going away. Yeah. Trevor Whitman, we think you're pretty neat. <laughs> but I fucking respect your distance. Oh, we respect your distance. Wow. That's pretty neat. I respect your distance. <laughs> Whitman 2024. I'm in for that. And we're out. <laughs> yeah, buddy. That's fucking illegal.